Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion. We are so excited to have you listening with us again. My name is Elena, your host, and we are interviewing once again Justin Bizarro on our Centurion Leadership Battalion question and answer episode. So I'm really excited to have him back here and to present this question. But first, I just want to say thank you, Justin, for taking time out of your busy day to come and do this interview with us. Uh, thank you, Elena. And I appreciate everyone um, listening in and sharing the podcast. I see the numbers are growing slowly, but they're growing, which is positive. I know we're trying to push out a lot of content and we're trying to give everyone uh, releases on every Tuesday, Thursday. So Elena's working very hard to do all the editing and get those things um, back to me so we can get them uploaded and we're getting better at it. And I think we're starting to see that the podcast itself is getting better and the content's getting deeper as we get more comfortable with it as well. So I'm enjoying it. I hope everyone continues to share it and talk about it and start, you know, living the Centurion Battalion lifestyle in terms of finding out how, what your core values are maybe the, the same as we have, but what those are and then how you want to live by them. And I hope you use ours as example and the way we're going through them as the steps. So um, go ahead. All right. So our question for today is going to be, why does drama cause issues when leading? So I will let you just take it away and go ahead and start sharing and we'll go from there. Well, and why I answer this first part, Elaine, I'm going to, you know, I think that what I'm going to ask you as I end it is sort of, you know, can you think about times in your life where drama or things that have caused unnecessary, um, has caused unnecessary harm in your life or trauma that was unnecessary, friendships, whatever. And because I want to take it full circle on that, because I think um, those type of lessons are important. So first, I'm going to talk about leadership and drama. Um, I think a lot of people, whether it's in, within our families, um, in our in our family structures, um, our family patterns, um, in our businesses, whether it's in our cultures or it's in the individuals in our culture, cultures in our businesses or as entrepreneurs, or even if we look at our communities or our governments as a whole, we um, drama um, has a negative thing. It appeals to people, right? Like the problem with drama is it's extremely appealing peeling and people gravitate to it like a moth to a uh, flame at night. Right. So, but it burns you drama burns. And yet as a culture, we become so ingrained and attracted to the culture and the drama and almost that what I would call stimulating your, your um, nervous system to almost constantly be in, in a state of anxiety almost as humans to waiting for the drama. And if the drama's not there and we can't feed off it, we're looking for drama or we're trying to figure out where the drama is because drama is becoming our comfort zone. 
I really want to emphasize that we're creating a culture in the things that we're doing where things like extremes against point of views, extremes about what we're doing and the drama we create around it in the extremes and making big deals out of little things creates a dramatic society. It means we over-dramify things. It means we take simple things and make them way more difficult than necessary. So in, in trying to lead something and trying to do something, anyone who knows if you're leading a group of people or you're leading anyone, if you have to have everyone going in the same direction and everyone has to believe in a purpose. That doesn't mean that everyone's voice isn't heard and that people may not always agree with what's going on, but it's the creation of the drama and the complaining and sometimes falsehoods that make it hard to lead anyone. And let alone that if you're really wanting to lead or do something better, what you're creating when you're being led in the discernment and the drama and whatever, you best believe if you're ever in a position to lead, that drama is going to be underneath you because you created it. And leadership is a reflection of the person. So if your people are acting in a bad way, let me tell you, it's a reflection of you. It happens to me all the time. Like if I'm slacking on something or something's not going well in, my, in the facilities or over my team, believe me, the way they start behaving is the complete reflection of what's going on internally inside of me. Okay, so if I'm being drama and I'm driving drama into my team or I got drama going on in my home, I actually bring that in my energy and the business or into my life or into my family if I bring it from my home. I mean, from my office into my home. So these are all things. And in my particular situation, I work with Deborah and my father and my sister and cousins and family members. So now there's blurred lines between home and work. So, you know, drama going into those areas leads really badly. That being said, if you're going to lead yourself, what good and positivity in form of leadership is it to complain, to cause drama, to spread rumors, to do all those things, even if they're true or not? Let's argue a rumor's true. Let's say you're spreading truths. Really, who, why is that yours to spread? And how is that leadership? It's not yours to own. Someone else's drama or hardship or personality or background of why they do something isn't yours to gossip about and be dramatic. I think it's become so much part of the television we watched or part of the things that we do or laughing about people when they hurt themselves or bad things happen to them that we don't actually celebrate success like we should or celebrate the, the leadership when people lead properly, you know, we've got into a point where it's about the drama award. Who's the best dramatist? Who's the best entertainer? Who's up there? And we're defining things that we've become comfortable with because we've become comfortable with drama. And so, of course, you're going to be led by dramatic people that over-exaggerate, that over-dramify things because you're addicted to that as a, as a people or the people you're leading. So what does drama do? Well, it makes it nearly impossible to lead properly because drama creates falsehoods. It creates over emotions and it creates falsehoods. It, it allows people not to look at things logically. And so I'm not saying we shouldn't be emotional. I always say we need more emotion in the way that we lead. But what I'm talking about is intellectual emotion, which is honest emotion, meaning what's real? What am I looking at? How am I assessing it? Am I checking my facts before I go spreading rumors or being dramatic or whatever? So, Elaine, I, you know, before I continue, 
I go back to, I want to give examples, and I think this is a great one, is how have things or dramas what ruined relationships for you or caused problems when you were in school or in your professional career or in your um, hus side hustles? I think, you know, um, I'd like to open it up as a conversation as well. Yeah, so I think that everything you shared is really interesting, especially the part where you shared personally how you work with your family members. And I know I have worked with family members in the past, um, and that doesn't always always work out so well. And I think um, instead of you know going towards a, an anecdote or a certain story, I'm going to lean more towards um, just common themes of sometimes the lines get blurred between you know, a personal relationship and a professional relationship. And I think it's a really common quote you hear people say, I won't do business with family or I won't do business with friends. And, you know, it's kind of funny because you would think if your friends and family are the people closest to you and you want them to succeed and they want you to succeed because that's what makes a healthy relationship or friendship, right? Um, wouldn't you want to do business with them? Wouldn't you want to, you know, go in together on your dreams? And you would have a lot of the same dreams and goals probably because you have the same morals, values, etc. But we try to stray away from doing business with family, or most people do, I guess not in your case. Um, but we try to stray away from blurring those lines because business, you know, there are certain boundaries and lines that you may have. And it's really easy to call someone, you know, up that works in your company and be like, hey, the way this is going or these numbers aren't looking good or, you know, I really would appreciate if we could work more on this without it being taken so personal or so offensive. But if you call, let's say for me, if my dad called me and said, you know, hey, I, you know, looking at this spreadsheet or these numbers or whatever it may be, you know, we really, I need you to pay more attention to this or do better with this. And instead of taking it, you know, as constructive criticism, I take it as, oh, and it's an attack from someone I care about and someone who's supposed to care about me. So then my feelings are hurt. It's not more just a reflection of constructive criticism of my work, but it's of my feelings. And I think that happens sometimes, even when we're not in business with family, depending on your personality type, obviously, but it's, some people take constructive criticism better than others. I don't think it's a sign of maturity. I don't think it's a sign of anything, you know, wrong with that person. I think some people are just more sensitive. And even when you try, you know, they say in leadership books and things, when you're giving feedback to sandwich it with like a compliment, a criticism, and then another compliment. And then, you know, there's the, there's the people that won't even hear the compliments. They're only going to take away the criticism and be like, oh, my boss hates me or my manager thinks I'm failing or whatever it may be. But I think when you're doing business with family and friends, that can lead to more drama because there's more feelings and there's more skin in the game, if that makes sense. 100%. And I think... I think that can be the case. And I think people confuse things. I, I think it's interesting. Um, I, I mean, let's just break it down. I, for me, the way that I look at it, and this is important because drama is something like I have in my life as an entrepreneur and as an emotional leader that I am, um, I'm emotional. I, I try to drive positivity. I try to tap into people's emotions to inspire and motivate them not in a negative way. And I really try to, to coach out of people and work and avoid any fear-based leadership style that may be fear-based emotion, you know? So it's a very fine balance line because that can lead to drama. But I think drama is up to a person and how they lead their own life. And so for me, family, not family, whatever, um, 
business and as an entrepreneur, the most loyal people in life and the most trustworthy people are the people you need in your life. And it's not always family and it's not always not family. It's for me, it's been a combination of both and trust and building relationship with both non-family and family as loyalty and leadership. That doesn't mean I haven't had problems with family or non-family in the same regards where we've had to ask them to exit the company, but it's a trust thing. And here's the thing. If you're going to lead, you have to surround yourself with people that have mutual trust and mutual respect it, and, and the same type of drive for a legacy that you have. So the problem with drama is that it acts like an anchor in your life. It, it's literally this thing that will weigh you down, will weigh down your family, will weigh down your kids in school, will weigh down your life, weigh down when you go to work. And I can tell you because I've seen it at FSP. We have 20-year employees that could be superstars by now. And it's not that they haven't grown, but they let the drama within their peer groups and their peer pressure allow them to not grow as fast as they should have over the time that they could have. Like it doesn't, it's not pushing them to excellence because the drama, the talking about people, we get into this natural human cycle where we get fulfillment out of for lack of a better term, knocking down other buildings so we have the biggest building instead of just building a bigger building by inspiring people. So I agree. It's 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 that, and um, you know, something I don't understand, and I really just want to pound into a generation or pound into anyone that listen, or maybe even one person who may take this home, is that drama and rumors and taking an emotion and over-exaggerating it to try to get someone to believe you or agree with you doesn't do anything for the long term of society. We have to be able to be honest about things and not take things to an extreme to try to pull someone else's idea along. Because the reality is, is we're going to have discussions and people are setting their ways and have ideas, but we need to grow together. And it doesn't always mean it's the other side's point of view. The beauty is in balance. And the fact, if we ever get rid of balance in this world, where we have a balance between, you know, checks and balances and leadership and, and, and everything else, then there is no purpose. So what does drama do? Like drama eats away at us. It eats away at the growth of people. It eats away at the growth of communities. It eats away at your core business. It eats away at everything. So, you know, the reality is, is there may not be a lot of people working, but I can tell you right now that even the people that are, are trying to get work and, and in there, most companies can't put up with drama in, in their organization, particularly during hard times like COVID or anything similar. Because you're already strained, you're already got your clients, you're already trying to keep your roof above your head. If you're a drama maker and you're already struggling bringing staff and you're already struggling, let me tell you, the drama maker, while it may be a temporary fix, you're not going to stay around very long because there's already enough stress in whatever business or government or manufacturing or business that you're in. And there's certainly other people that are willing to get paid as much as you're willing to get paid right now to do the draw job that are drama fee and bitter leadership. So, I mean, we're talking about leading with a positive attitude, core value number 11. That is a drama free life as much as possible. That means we deal with the good and we deal with the bad. And you, we have to accept that life is a constant rain shower. It's not a thunderstorm. It's not a rainbows. 
you have those and you have those balances in your life so you enjoy them you need to have bad so you enjoy good because without one you can't realize the benefit of other but that doesn't mean drama you know and if you look at it like like hey i got to get through life no matter what i'm going to get a little dirty or a little wet with a constant shower no matter what and and i want to celebrate other people's successes because i want those same successes for myself then positivity happens but the minute you let drama uh, complaining, um, talking about someone in a negative way, whatever, all those things are now focusing on the negative. You, even if you think you're doing it to make someone else look bad, so you look good, it still makes you look bad. And the energy you're putting out is bad and it's not going to get you anywhere. And people don't want it around them, even though they may engage in it other than your tight peer group and whatever, a majority of people that grow and become successful that you need to surround yourself to grow and be successful with are not draw, are not dramatic. They aren't drama. The, the next generation of people that are coming up are gonna rebel against this dramatic thing. It's what happens. You swing the pendulum the other way. So we're gonna see more honesty. People are gonna have to get more humble. We're gonna start seeing verification of facts because at some point, all this distrust and all this drama and everything, all it's doing us is going to make us be less trustworthy of each other, less trustworthy of everything, more rules, more government, more checks and balances, more the government telling us what to do, less freedom. So the drama isn't helping anything. All it's doing is making everyone feel in the world feel we can't lead ourselves, right? We need the government to do it. Like, I get it, but we elect the government and we, we choose the people that work for us and we choose the companies we work for. So why go somewhere that's dramatic and complaining that is negative for you, negative because of your family, because then your family becomes negative because you're in a negative environment and then that spreads and then ultimately your legacy is trying to get out of a negative tailspin of complaining and drama all the time. Like literally it is so bad for some people. I literally watch them dump gas on the, on the house, light the match and then run into it thinking that they need to save room. You lit the fire, you put the gasoline in there. Now you're going to go save everyone, but you lit the fire in the first place. So what is this? You created the drama so you could go save everyone because you need to feel important. Like these are things we really need to ask ourselves. What is our purpose? Because if we don't have a purpose, we live in drama, we live in complaining, we live in tearing everyone else down. Absolutely. So, yeah, and I think too, to circle back to the, what the question was, was how does drama cause issues? I think you, you kind of explained that very well of, even when you think you know, you're, you're doing something to make things better or to address the situation, there are certain ways in business and personally to handle things you know, in a different way that doesn't cause drama and doesn't go down this, this path, because once, you know, one person is doing it, it's dragging down all the people of the organization. And I think that that's the, that's the way, you know, the main way that drama causes issues when leading, because how can you effectively lead when you're putting out fires um, of drama in your employees or in your team or in your personal life? You know, it, it really does come down to the root of, you know, how are you going to handle these situations as they arise? Because, 
leading in a place or working in a place of constant drama or living in a place of constant drama. Um, it doesn't allow you to be successful. It doesn't equip you with the time or the energy to go out and do other things because you're putting out, you know, all these little issues all the time. I agree 100%. I know we're probably going to talk about similar topics or maybe even this topic again, but I think it's so important that we really look at it and we take a real inventory of our lives and the people in our lives and, and ourselves, where are we causing drama for people or, or, or for other people in our lives, our kids, ourselves or whatever. And we really need to take ownership of that and lead ourselves through that because I think a lot of us do it, whether it's through social media or in our homes or in conversations or in the way we complain to our spouses or whatever it is that has a very negative effect on society and humanity in the long run. And I think we've gotten comfortable with it because we accept it as a status quo, whether it's the news or whatever. So, you know, it's up to us to change it. The government's not going to do it. Our leaders aren't going to do it because the reality is, is they're all in the same dramatic pattern and they're leading from it because that's what we want. So if we don't give them something else to lead us by or give them something else, well, hey, we want to live by positivity and we want to live, lead by all being together and we want to live by not pointing fingers and we want to live by we're all equal and fair regardless in the way we look at it. That's what it is. You know, we can put boundaries on things. We can over-exaggerate to try to bring things back to normal or whatever. But the reality is, is what is the right thing? What's the simplified thing? How do we make it so everyone understands it? So we all know what we're talking about. That's the purpose of it. And when we complicate it so much with drama and over-exaggeration to try to get our point of view across, it's not really truthful conversation. So where are we allowing, where are we contributing to drama, I think is the first inventory I'm going to ask everyone after this. And the second part is, where are we allowing it into our relationships, into our families, uh, and into the lives of the people we care about? Because it goes back to the loyalty thing, right? If I'm giving, a, if someone's giving me love and I'm giving it away, or I'm giving love and they're giving it away, it's not loyalty, family, non-family. It's that simple. You know, so... Thanks, Elena. Everyone share the podcast. Obviously, I feel very strongly about this. It's drama and um, complaining is like, if it's not positive and it's not moving forward, like it's not something I put up with in my own life, in my circle of friends, in my family, or even in, in our workplace. It's just, it is toxic and it is cancer. And complaining and drama, it's not good for your health. Like, let me tell you, it is extremely bad for your personal health and your immune system. It will tear you out from the inside out. So I've watched it. You know, I very much in my past allowed myself to be in a relationship with someone like that. So I know what it does. Um, but I don't want it for anyone who's listening to the podcast. And I don't want it for anyone I care about. So I protect my people at work and I protect myself and my family by making sure that we don't get involved in those things and we act from a place of truth and we're honest about our emotions and we address them. And I think that that's the best thing to do is just be honest. Don't be vengeful and don't spread drama. So thanks again, Elena. You can reach out to me at Justin Bizarro on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O.
Awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. And I hope that everyone listening, this was helpful information and content for you. If you enjoyed it, please follow and share on Instagram at Centurion Leadership Battalion. And you can also send in any leadership questions there. And we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great week.